Hey, welcome back to the show. Welcome to this special episode of the Awakening Her podcast. Today's episode is day one from a three-day event that I am hosting on Facebook. After many requests, I decided to make it available to the podcast so that more people could access Manifestation School and could really crack the code on what they need to manifest. So the following recording, as I mentioned, is taken live from Facebook, so it has that live feel, and I hope that you enjoy it. Day one is all about the structure of manifestation, the ins and outs of what it actually takes to manifest something, to bring something from desire and into reality. So this is day one. Day two will be all about quantum manifestation. We're gonna dive deep into the quantum, and then day three will be four manifestation secrets for old souls. And as I said, this is all part of Manifestation School, a live three-day event going on right now. If you're catching the replay and you're catching this at a later date and Manifestation School is over, you can still check the link in the show notes. And if you do sign up, you will get the replay links and the workbook and a bonus meditation to get you into alignment. So you can just listen to the episodes here on the show, or if you want to get the workbook and want to get the meditation and access to the video replays, sign up in the links in the show notes. Without further ado, let's launch into day one of Manifestation School. Hello, hello, welcome to Manifestation School. I am so, this is everything that I've been about the last um, few weeks, but at least the last bunch of days knowing that this is coming. Hey Cindy, hello. Um, yeah, so I've been so, so excited that this is coming up and I just really wanna share before we launch in that my pure intention today is to help you as much as I can. I am so excited to break this down more and in the next three days, well, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, we are going to be diving deep and especially if you come to all three days, and even just allow it in. There's not going to be a whole lot of homework. If you just allow it in and allow the process to move you, this is going to crack open manifestation for you, especially if you've been feeling stuck or you're just wanting to seek and wanting to learn more. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Um, yeah, so this, this, these three days are really going to crack open manifestation for you. I've been doing this for quite a while now, and I've had a lot of clients through the membership one-on-one, -on -one, people I've had sessions with, and I've really been able to sort of sink my teeth into what tends to go wrong, where we get stuck. Of course, my own experience. I didn't float into this world knowing how to manifest. Well, as children we do anyway, but I, I wasn't set up for this. I will tell a little bit about my story in a minute, but you know, I was, I was not taught self-love. I was not taught self-creation. I didn't know you could do this stuff. Hello everyone. Welcome everyone coming in now. And so I had to learn manifestation. I had to learn this stuff and I had to practice it. And I had to realize that what I was doing wasn't working. And I, you know, I'm really good at avoiding things. So sometimes I'd be trying to manifest something and it wasn't working and I'd be like, darn universe. And finally I got to the point where I'm like, oh, it's me. This is what's going on. Shift it. Bam. New result. Right. 
right? And I've done this over and over and over and um, been stuck over and over, manifested a million things over and over or amazing things over and over. So I've just really got all the angles. You know, I've really learned this stuff. I've helped a lot of people. And so today what I'm doing and for the next three days is I'm kind of condensing it in. I'm giving you everything that I know that I can give you in the next three days, anticipating, hearing, being involved with where you're struggling and what you really need. My whole intention is to move the needle forward in your life, is to truly show up. That's my purpose. And you have been brought to me for a reason. Everybody that makes it here was brought here for a reason. So I'm going to show up to that and I hope that you will too. So welcome again to Manifestation School. And today is day one. So we're talking all about the structure of manifestation. So as I mentioned a few minutes ago, I didn't know how to do this stuff. I had to learn it. And for some reason, thank you universe, thank you guides, the law of attraction actually came into my life when I was about 14. So it was before the secret and before it kind of was more well known. And I found Wayne Dyer. And Wayne has been like my biggest mentor. I still talk to him all the time, even though he's passed over to the other side. It, it was someone that came into my life that saved me, even when I was in my darkest days. So when I was younger, I really, basically as a teenager, really suffered with a lack of self-love is what I could kind of sum it up with. <laughs> Let me know if you've ever suffered with that. Um, and I was, I just really... I didn't like myself. I was so insecure. My body was a big issue. I was always, you know, too big or I felt fat. And I just, I had a lot of junk, very insecure. And on the outside, I was like funny and fun. And people thought I was like confident. And inside I was like this torturous, awkward ball of mess. Let me know if you can relate to that too. And I just was never secure with myself. And, but somehow in this time, Wayne Dyer still came into my life. I found a book one day in the library and I took it out and I read it. And from that moment, yes, I love it, Cindy. From that moment, I was like, this guy, he's my angel. I could feel it. And I know now that we actually have a deeper connection and, and I was supposed to find him and the Tao and Lao Tzu and all this stuff. That's a whole other story. Um, but something stuck to me about him. And when he would talk about the law of attraction, there was something in me that was almost like my eyes would get wide and like, what? Even just listening. It was so interesting to me that we could create our life and that in fact, everything in our life was created and was created for us, through us, um, and by us. So this whole concept, and let me know again, if you can relate to this, I'd love to, to get some feedback on this. Does it just light you up from the inside? Like, even if it's been frustrating, and even if you feel like you haven't been able to manifest, there's a reason you keep trying. There's a reason that you showed up today. There's a reason why you're drawn to it still. A lot of people aren't drawn to it. A lot of people hear it and go, uh, fluffy, or just they don't even come across it because that's not their path, right? So I was always so like amazed when he would talk about it and I just had to learn more. And so I've been actually studying this again since I was 14, which is, you know, about six years. I'm just kidding. <laughs> like 20 years <laughs> and some change. Um, and so I've really been doing this for a long time and really practicing it with myself. So as I mentioned at that time when I found Wayne Dyer and I found the law of attraction, I was really suffering. Lack of self-love, so insecure. I was overweight, unhealthy. I was 
again, I've, I've shared my story a lot, but my body and eating disorder and stuff was kind of my thing. Cause I was so uncomfortable in my skin. And I thought that if I lost weight, I would, you know, be better. I would be worthy. I would finally feel good in my skin, which, you know, fast forward a whole bunch of, you know, probably a decade knee deep in an eating disorder. Never did my weight actually help me feel good in my skin. Even when I lost weight, I felt worse in my skin than I do now. So, um, but I was very tortured and somehow I found Wayne Dyer, found the law of attraction, started learning, started digging in and was so enthralled, six years, <laughs> so enthralled by what it took to create change. And so we can be suffering and still be accessing beautiful tools. We can have a down day and still be moving forward. We can feel stuck and actually in the scope of our life, we're hugely moving ahead, but it's something that we can't quite see. So for me, it was like, I was actually learning things that were going to help me in being a teacher, being, you know, helping other people, obviously create the change in my own life, write books, all that stuff. But at the time I was suffering. So the reason I say this is because if you are suffering, you're my Wayne, if you're suffering, you're still moving forward. And I'm going to just be the person who tells you that the fact that you're here right now, that you're watching the replay, that you somehow stumbled across this, whoever you are from wherever you are at whatever time of day it is, your soul is calling you, your guides, your angels, the universe is calling you to crack into this new level of you. And you know that, which is kind of why it feels like such a suffering time and why we can feel so stuck because you know that you're meant for more. And that more isn't just about success or money or some sort of tangible, you know, thing that's going to make you worthy. You're worthy of more. You're, you're wanting more inside to feel more comfortable, to feel in purpose, to feel free, right? To feel free in your skin, in your life, with your bank account. You just want to feel free and you want to feel good. So the fact that you're here means that you're being guided and get this, you're listening to the guidance, which is awesome. The people that saw this and went, I really should and didn't, maybe they weren't listening to that gut instinct or who knows, but you did, you showed up and you're going to be rewarded for that inside and in the results in your life. So I just want to be that person saying to you that no matter how hard this day is or this time or the last 712 months of the pandemic, it's been a rough go but you are still being called to move forward and you're listening. So I want to acknowledge you for that. And I want you to like, give yourself a little pat pat on the back that we can be suffering and also be moving forward. And that's what you're doing right now. So now that we're here, (laughs) um, to anyone else that's new around here, maybe you don't know me very well. Um, very quickly, my name is Talia. I live on the West coast of Canada on an Island called Vancouver Island. I'm a mom of three, full-time business, full-on mom, full-on life, really, you know, super busy where my husband and I always look at each other and go, we are in the thick of it because my youngest is uh, a year and a half or almost two, I guess. And my oldest is almost 11. So like, I've been doing this a while. I've had like many sleepless nights, which I think is the bags and the, and the lines, but it's okay. It's all part of my path. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, so that's me. 
I've been doing this for a while. I've been teaching law of attraction for quite a while. I used to be a nutrition consultant and helped people break free of diets and move into intuitive eating. So that's also very ingrained in who I am is helping people like that and helping you to create the change that you want in my life. But in the recent years, I've moved more into teaching intuitive development and what I call manifestation mastery. Like I want to help you understand this friggin' process so that you can go and create anything that you want. And that's the thing is I'm not just helping you to create more money or to lose weight or to find a soulmate or anything else. I'm helping you create it all. And the way that I look at it is that I'm helping you step into the life that you're meant for, the life that your soul is calling for, the one you signed up for right? And that involves all the abundance and love you will be taken care of, which is something we're going to talk about today, which is so amazing is how you can actually manifest like everything at once by stepping into this process instead of having to, um, I've been calling this, I just recorded a podcast about it. I've been calling it micro manifesting. So instead of just trying to be like five grand here or a new car here, it's like, we can just step into it, which involves all of it and more. So with this process, I'm going to go through today the whole thing, you can use it to manifest something physical, like one thing, or you can use it to step into the life that you're meant for. And either way, I'm just excited for you. So as we go through, I would love to hear for those of you joining live, I'd love to hear any takeaways, anything that really sticks with you or gives you any aha moments. Um, because it just, it lights me up to know that this is landing with you. Also, it helps other people to be like, yeah, that was, that was the part that got me too. So feel free to share. I'm here for you. So Micro manifestation. Yeah. So I'm going to flip over to my notes and I'll check back in the comments in a moment. So manifestation school. Uh oh. Hang on a second. <laughs> I'll effortlessly flip over to my notes. Notes. <laughs> and you're going to get a workbook. For any of you that officially signed up, you'll get the workbook after the live today. Okay, so day one. Welcome to day one of Manifestation School. Today we're covering the ins and outs, the nuts and bolts, the structure of how manifestation works, how we bring something from non-physical into physical. And I'm not just talking like woo-woo. I'm talking like when something is a desire or a want or like, hey, it'd be nice to go on a trip or have this. That's non-physical. It's something out there that we want. How do we bring that into life and make it physical, right? Million dollar question. We're going to cover it all today. Um, and then tomorrow we're talking about the quantum, which is like, I love, it's probably my favorite thing to talk about the quantum field, quantum realities, timeline, how to manifest from the quantum. And then Thursday I'm sharing four secrets for manifestation, but specifically for old souls. So if you feel like you're an old soul or you think you might be an old soul, or you're just curious and that calls you, that too is your soul calling you. Um, it's going to be a really amazing day. That's going to crack open a lot of what may have been causing you to be stuck. So day one is today, the ins and outs, right? Let's get straight to it. So how do we bring something from nothing into reality? How do we bring something from a desire or a thought into a physical manifestation. It is a very intentional process that doesn't actually waver. So again, this is why I'm obsessed with teaching this stuff is it's kind of like the teach a man to fish stuff, right? Like once you get creation and how to create, then you can create whatever you want. Then you're truly stepping into those possibilities and truly stepping into unlimited possibilities instead of just 
wanting things, but it not coming through. It's like you get it, whether it's a cup of coffee or, you know, a business or whoever, you know, a mate or a friend to come into your life support. You can do anything you want once you get this process. So I'm going to go over today the six pillars of manifestation. Before I do, I'm going to take a sip of water. You guys should do the same. It's weird not being on Zoom. I'm doing so much right now with my membership and clients. I'm so used to seeing your faces. It's kind of strange to talk to a computer without seeing faces anymore. <laughs> okay, so the six pillars of manifestation. And this is exact, this is like the six steps. Like I could have called them steps. This is how things create are created starting from number one. So the very first thing that you need to do is understand the law of attraction. So you're in the perfect place for that. The reason why I put this as number one is if you don't fully understand it, it's going to be flip floppy. It's going to be inconsistent. You're also going to be really unclear on like what is blocking you. It's like, I'm trying really hard or I'm doing the affirmations, but you got to really sink your teeth into what law of attraction is. And that's where I started. And that's, I think why I got obsessed with it in the beginning. It was my soul and my path going, you got to understand this. This is so important. Instead of just wishing I could lose weight or wishing that I had more money, I actually got to understand how this works. So the law of attraction in simplest terms, you've probably all heard it is like attracts like, and that is the simplest way to put it. So that sums it up. <laughs> we could just like end here and we're done. Um, what you put out attracts more of the same, right? Your thoughts, your energy, your effort, your emotions, everything that you're putting out comes back to you. And it comes back to you with momentum when you continue to focus on it. So if you have a negative thought, if you're like, you know, getting ready to go swimming and you put on your bathing suit, maybe that's just me when I could have a negative thought and like, ugh. and then I go, no, it's okay. Like I'm learning to love my body. That little like, oh, you shouldn't do that. You're fat or you're not good enough or something. That's not going to cause a catastrophic event for you to like attract a bunch of debt or attract something. So this is one thing I feel like I really need to say is don't get obsessed with every little thought. And that's one thing. The first thing I see people do wrong, and I've done it a million times, is realize that like, oh my God, what I put out comes back to me, every thought, every emotion. And then now all of a sudden you're like, I can't feel anything bad or I'm going to attract more. This is about what you put a lot of your energy into. What is the consistent or what I call the dominant vibration. So you can have a thought, but how do you recover from that thought? You can have a down moment or a down day, but how do you recover from that? That's going to make the biggest difference when it comes to like attracting like, and just realizing that it's as an average, it's not, yes, in the moment it is attracting more icky, but if you flip that thought or you rest or you go in nature, you clear your mind, you kind of get back to, ah, it all evens out. Like no, no one's sort of, um, like holding it against you. So this is something that's really important to understand and to just know that what you're putting out is coming back to you. So I say this and also know that for a long time, I was stuck with a lot of things, <laughs> you know, name it. I was stuck with it. And I kind of was overlooking this. I'm like, well, I know, but 
it sucks or, but I'm mad or, but I feel unhealthy or fat. So how do I not focus on that? Like I, I know it's creating it, but, 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 and today I, I'm going to be a little firm because I want you to make a difference in your life. So there becomes a point when you need to face the truth and get really honest with what am I putting out? What areas of life am I struggling in? And what do I put out in those areas of life? So for every pillar, I have a bunch of questions to ask yourself. That could be your homework. You could journal, you could just go within, you could ponder. Those will be in the workbook. So don't feel like you have to write everything down, although write it down if it sparks you. So another question is how often am I focusing on feeling good? right? For those of you that have been around the block with me, you know, that was my business, the good feeling life, because we need to focus on feeling good in order to attract more good to us. So I'm going to just check and see if anyone has left a comment. Okay, perfect. So what am I putting out? What am I putting out in the areas of struggle? And that's one that I was like, Uh, because I'd be like, oh, I'm positive. And then it's like, yeah, okay. What about with money? And I'm like, oh, and if someone said to me, and I'll do this as a coach, I say, what's going on? Tell me about your struggle. And if someone would have done that to me with money at the time, I would have been like, oh, if I could talk honestly, money's so hard to make. And I never feel like it's enough. And I'm always just scraping by. And yeah, it was all true. It was all so solidly true because that's what I believed. That's what I experienced. And because that's what I experienced, that's what I believed. And because that's what I believed, that's what I experienced. And there comes a time where we have to break the loop. And we're going to get to that in the following pillars. It's the point where the most people get stuck. But for now, just realizing that like attracts like, what am I honestly putting out? So I want you to hear this. The universe is not biased and doesn't judge you. It simply mirrors back what you're putting out. It doesn't hold anything against you. It's not testing you. It's not being cruel or mean. And this may rub some people the right or the the right way. Yeah, sure. This may rub people the right way or the wrong way. I don't even believe in luck. I don't believe people are lucky or not. And you could be like, well, my friend, she always wins money or she always finds a four leaf clover. Yeah. That's because she knows she always wins money. That's because she knows she always wins a four or finds a four leaf clover. And what about you? I never win the lottery or I never win things. Exactly. Totally. hundred percent right. So there comes a point where we need to really get honest and go, what am I putting out? And does it match the results? So for years, I tried to avoid this truth. I just tried to manifest harder. So let me know if that resonates with you. I was trying to just manifest harder, trying harder to be successful, trying harder to make money, trying harder to lose weight, harder to be confident, harder to have this life of freedom, harder to be a better mom, harder to be a better friend. I was just trying really hard. I was trying really hard to write a book. (laughs) That book was not happening. So I was just frustrated. I was lost in control, in force, in powerlessness, in why, in how, in what, what the hell's going on? Why can't I do this? And I realized that what I was putting out was none of those things. I was 
not putting out successful. I was not putting out the energy of abundance. I was not putting out the energy of health. I was not putting out the energy of confidence. I was not putting out the energy of someone who's like writing the book. I was putting out the energy of the person who was working really hard, working really hard to create a book or working really hard to be successful, but not actually successful. I was just embodying the hell out of the person who was working hard, but not out of the person who was receiving that success. Does that hit home a little bit? I was embodying the energy of the person who is frantically trying, which is a very different person than the person who is blissfully receiving. So that was a huge one for me. And this comes down to understanding that like attracts like. So I have some questions to ask yourself in the workbook. What am I putting out in the areas of life that I struggle? What energy am I putting out there? What assumptions about life do I have? How can I be more positive and have more hopeful vibes? There's a few more questions too for when you go through the workbook. Let me know if this resonates with you. Marcy, try hard. Yeah, trying hard at everything. Receiving is such a pivot for me. Yes. Marcy's in the membership, the awakening space, which I'm going to invite you all to join because it's incredible. We talk a lot about this stuff, receiving, allowing, intuition. It's, it's the part that opens it up for people because you don't need to try harder. Chances are you know some of this stuff already, but it's really about embodying it and taking that to the next level. Okay, so pillar number two is launching desires, right? So first we got to understand. So you're trying to manifest things. First, you need to understand, understand that like attracts like and ask yourself what you're putting out. Second, to piggyback on that, you need to look at your desires and what I call launching desires. So I'm going to kind of like hit this from an angle that some of you may have heard me talk about other people. It might be completely new. So what you put out comes back to you, right? So this means what you put out is cast into the universe as a desire. So if what you put out comes back to you, that means that what you put out, you're asking for more of. We don't realize asking. So I want to be really clear because this isn't about like you asked for this. That's never what will come out of my mouth. We don't realize this is happening. We definitely don't realize that when we're feeling stressed about our finances, we're creating more stress. We would never do that if we realized. So don't feel bad about it. If that's you, or if that was you in the past, you didn't know. However, (laughs) what we put out is essentially a desire. It's a prayer. And this is something that just blows a lot of people's minds is whatever. So if you're putting out lack or you're putting out stress or you're putting out peace and abundance and bliss and happy vibes, whatever you're putting out, it's being taken as a prayer, as a desire from source, because the universe can, it will only ever make you right. So (laughs) I'm just, sometimes I could go off for like 20 minutes on something, but I got to focus The universe wants what's best for you and you're in charge. And that's the thing about being human is we have free will and what we focus on expands. What we focus on is what is. The universe is always going, your wish is my command. So if we're like, I am abundant, your wish is my command. If I'm like, oh, I can never make bills, your wish is my command. And it pains them. Spirit guides are like pained by having to watch you create the same cycle. They know that you don't know and that you're finding your truth. So it's all good. There's no judgment, but it's hard. 
It's hard to watch the same struggle go over and over and over. They can't save you from that. My understanding is that they can in like life or death situations and through signs and signals and intuition. But if you're not listening to those and you're just putting out, 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 if you're just lack, lack, lack or victim or, you know, this sucks. And again, I don't blame you, but this is just the truth of it. I'm here to be like your homie that's going to actually teach you some things and not just sugarcoat everything. Your dominant vibration becomes an order to the universe. It's as if you're in a restaurant placing an order and you order the chicken burger, you send out the order and it's going to come back to you, right? In the form of some delicious burger. But when we're putting out these thoughts and emotions, it's coming back to us. It's exactly what we ordered. So you can ask for a new car or $5,000 or a soulmate, but if you're omitting thoughts of lack of new car, like I can't manifest anything or I never can manifest or anything. It's not, it can't come. It just can't come because it can't flow through the process. And we're going to go more into the process so you can see that even more, but you will always be right. So if you go like $5,000, but then like, I never manifest anything. I'm a bad manifester. Money doesn't come easily. It It can't come to you. It just can't. So everything you put out is, is a desire. And your dominant vibration is kind of like the full order. So like I said, if you have a day or a moment or a thought or a week even of lots of like self-loathing or depression or pessimism or negativity or whatever, a week will start to manifest more chaos to you. But a shorter amount of time, as long as you come back and find your center, overall you'll be fine because your dominant vibration over the month, over the year is going to be getting better and better. So don't worry about one little thing again. I say that because so many people start coming to me and they're like, oh, I just feel really stuck. Oh, I shouldn't say stuck because then I'm creating more stuck. Oh, but it feels frustrating. Oh, I shouldn't say frustrated. I'm like, just chill. It's fine. Feel your stuff, but then move on. Right? So everything you put out is considered a desire. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Instead of launching desires from like $5,000, a new car, launch your desire from a place of feeling. So focus on how you want to feel rather than one fixed thing. So just try this on, just try it and see how it goes. So for example, something that I say, or, or, or this is how I'll do it. Instead of saying universe, you know, the big one up there, bring me a cool five G's. (laughs) Instead of saying that I'll say universe, I want to feel abundant and free. Please help me to feel secure and financially free so that I can step into the life that I'm meant for or something like that, right? It's focused on the feeling. I want to feel abundant. I want to feel secure. I want to feel free. Please help me to step into that. That's where they go. Okay. Cause when you're like, give me money, it's coming from a place of lack. But when you're like, listen, I want to step into all the overflowing abundance. I want to feel free. Even in that moment, your energy shifts because what do you truly want? Do you really want $5,000 once? Or do you want to be financially free for life? So focus on how you want to feel and know that that is, that is the best desire you could ever launch is feeling good, feeling free, feeling joyful, feeling whole, feeling confident and complete as you are. Isn't that what you truly want? So being aware that everything you put out is a desire and what are you praying for? 
So a few questions to ask yourself. If all my thoughts and desire, if, sorry, <laughs> if all my thoughts are desires, what desires am I putting out around money, around health, around success? And then I'm going to ask you, and it, really ask you to answer this for yourself. Where are my desires and energy radically out of alignment? This is like the big stuff. And this is where we can make massive change quickly by calling it out, by seeing what it is. Where am I radically out of alignment? There's times where I would be like, yep, there for sure, right? Consult your intuition, hand on your heart. If nothing's coming to you, get still. Get into like a meditation and say like, show me where I'm radically out of alignment. You'll see it. Your soul knows, you know. Okay, the next pillar. <laughs> Can you believe that we're only on pillar three? Hello, the membership is so incredible, Marcy. I invite you all to join. Have I invited you all to join yet? Can you repeat that part? The dominant vibration. Yeah, I definitely wait. Hi, Shalon. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. Um, the dominant vibration becomes your order to the universe as if you're placing an order for a meal. Okay, next pillar, number three, is quantum alignment. And you guys, this is where I, <sighs> this is what opens up all possibilities. And we're gonna talk about this way more in depth tomorrow for the quantum secrets day. So quantum alignment is the fast track to manifestation. It's playing in the quantum. And I can't go too much, on, like, um, can't go too crazy on this because it will be like a three hour live. Um, so I need to stick to my notes, but we are going to dive in way deeper tomorrow. But when you play in the quantum, you get to create from a completely different place. So when you play, can you feel me? I'm like, <laughs> when you play with the different realities that are available to you, you come at it from a different angle. So for example, if you're trying to manifest money, the energy behind you trying to manifest money is thick. There's times you haven't manifested. There's times where you've had money traumas, you've been taken advantage of, or an investment that went wrong. Times you haven't trusted yourself. Times where you racked up a credit card. Times where money was hard. It traumatized you. There's a such thing called money traumas. So when we're trying to manifest money, we have all this gunk behind it. But when you play in the quantum, you get to bypass the stuff that's holding you back and skip to a new reality. So there's, I'm going to make this as least woo as possible, although we are, are talking about the quantum field, but really there are many versions of you. So you can think of different versions in your mind's eye. If I asked you, if you can safely close your eyes just for a second, and then I want you to see the super productive version of yourself. And then I want you to see the slacker version of yourself. That's like Netflix and chill all day, even when you have stuff to do. And then I want you to see the healthiest version of yourself. Digestion, skin, body, energy, what you eat, the water you drink. And then I want you to see a depressed version of yourself, sad, feeling alone, hopeless. 
And then I want you to picture the vacation version of yourself. Who are you on vacation? I'm like easy breezy. I packed like 20 dresses and I wear one of them, but I am awesome on vacation. What about the irritated version of yourself where you've had a really bad day and nothing's going your way? So just in a very quick moment, you were able to see or feel or sense different versions of yourself. So there's also future versions of yourself, right? There's the future version of yourself who rocks manifestation and is living in the dream home, in the dream life with the bells and whistles and the inner peace and the everything, right? There's the future version of yourself who is happy and free, maybe wildly successful. Maybe your book is a New York Times bestseller or you're helping people in your business or whatever. You're the president of a company. You're successfully mothering. Whatever success is to you. And then there's the version of yourself in the future who continues to struggle, who continues to struggle with sabotage, with feeling insecure, and spends the next 10 years in the same loop, not moving forward. There's also a hundred versions of yourself between those two, right? So there are infinite versions of yourself available. And in the quantum, you get to pick the one that you desire. So think of the best possible outcome of yourself. Again, we're going to dive way deeper tomorrow, but we're just going to do a really quick exercise. If you can, again, close your eyes or just be with me. Picture the, the best possible outcome of yourself in five years. Just seeing her, him, them, whatever you resonate with. What are they doing? How are they feeling? Checking out their body, their bank account, the way they're supported, what they spend their money on. So there's that version of yourself. And what we do when we get into quantum alignment, which is this pillar, is we align with that version. We start asking the questions like, what did they do to become successful? What did they do when they were in my shoes right now? How do they talk to themselves? What do they do when they get stuck? What food does she or he eat? How is this version getting supported? And what is their circle like, their community? What's their self-care like, right? We start asking these questions and then we start aligning with that version of ourself more and more asking yourself, what would she do or he do? What's my next best move from here, future self? This is a, an insanely powerful tool that can be explored the rest of your life, that can deepen the rest of your life, and the most rapid technique I know to manifest the life that you want. So this comes from the model of be, do, have. So we have been taught, we've been taught the have, do, be model, which is if I have the money, I'm going to do a bunch of cool shit and then I'm going to be happy, right? If I have the soulmate, then I'm going to do all the soulmatey things and I'll be happy. When I have the success, then I'll get to do those things that I want and then I'll be happy. But it's not the way that it works. 
We've got it backwards. We have to be the happy. We have to be the joy, be that version of ourselves, do the things that that version of yourself does. And then we get to have it. So it's not easy, but it's very straightforward. The more you be in that highest expression of who you are, not flawlessly, not perfectly, just the more you be her, him, the more you will have, the more you will experience, the more support you'll have. So you got to start acting from what would they do? How are they going to get through this time? How are they going to kick this up a notch? Is it more reading? Is it mentorship, the awakening space? (laughs) Is it going to see Tony Robbins live? Is it watching webinars or YouTube videos that inspire? Like, what is it that that version of yourself needs to do right now to get to where she is? So that's quantum alignment, aligning with that version of yourself. I'm going to check back at the Perfect. <clears throat> Thank you for sharing it. I see a few people have shared it. Bonus points if you share the video. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So the next pillar is belief systems. So to recap, right? First, you understand that like attracts like. Then you understand that what you're putting out is considered a desire. So it's time to start putting out what it is that you want, right? So if Again, say you're trying to manifest money just to make this physical. First, you understand, understand that like attracts like. Then you understand that what I'm putting out with money, what I'm putting out in my thoughts about money, my emotions about money is creating the order. And after that, it's the quantum alignment. So what is the wealthy, abundant version of me? How does she think about money? How does she manage her money? How does she get help and support with her money? And then after that, we're looking at the belief systems. So this is where belief systems and blocks come in. Okay. This is the crunchy part. When you start stepping into the highest version of yourself and you start asking things like, what would she do? And you know, what would she suggest for today? Would she hire this mentor? Would she read this book and be nudged by the callings of your soul of that future version of yourself that you're working toward? When you start doing that shit comes up. Because these are the things that have kept you stuck so far. So this is where we need to do fine tuning. And this is in the awakening space. This is so much of what we're doing is creating new belief through support, through rituals, through trainings, through generally just showing up and continuing to believe, continuing to choose the path, leaning on other people. This is pivotal right here. The belief systems and the blocks. I swear that this is where about 90%, I totally pulled that out of the air, 90% of people fall off because this is where you get stuck in the old patterns. So deep within every pattern is a belief. It's a wrong thought. And you may know me, I don't say wrong and right very often because there really is no wrong or right, but there are wrong thoughts. There's thoughts that are just not right. They're not correct. They're not real. They're not truthful. So deep within every pattern is a belief or a wrong thought. Every single time it's a belief or a reoccurring thought causing a block. I'm going to share with you a very, um, authentic, intimate story. It's not really intimate, but it's personal. 
Not that long ago, I was feeling because of this whole upgrade, manifesting a dream home and whatnot, and all the children, I was feeling like, okay, I got to increase my, uh, my income because we just got to make sure that we're always good and whatever. So I was feeling stuck. I was like, okay, well, I don't really know what else to do, blah, blah, blah. And I had a beautiful friend who's a powerful law of attraction coach. And luckily we got on the phone. I was so grateful to have her support. And she was like, there's just something like, you know, there's, there's the wrong thought in there. And I'm like, oh, but it just feels like no matter what, and she's like, no, Talia, it's just a wrong thought. I'm like, I know, but uh," (laughs) arguing to be stuck, right? Just like, but seriously, this sucks. And she's like, let me ask you something. Cause she's also very intuitive. She's like, where do you hoard money? Where do you hold on to it? And I was like, uh, and I started getting really honest and I realized that lately my energy had been like, I don't want to spend this. I don't want to spend this because coming into this house more, well, it's, it, there's more payments, but it's also like real adulting. (laughs) I just feel more pressure to like, make sure we have savings and make sure we're covered and make sure. Right. So I was, I was starting to hoard my money. There were little things I wanted to buy myself a coffee, coffee, but I wouldn't, or I wanted to tip someone, but I only tipped a little bit. And that is a huge sign of lack. This is a huge sign that I have a belief that there's not enough. And so she said to me, and this is something I've had clients do and it changed everything. She's like, go be super generous, go, go do it. Look for ways to spend money. And I was like, um, she's like, be generous, not just look for ways to spend money. Like on new pants, I could do that. But she's saying, go spread it around, be generous, show the universe that you know that there's no lack. And I was like, yeah, you're right. So I was having a few things done, some people working on my business for me and helping me with things. And I kept giving them big tips and it changed my whole belief. Although I didn't have more money, giving a tip was like, like a big tip was like, ah, that is who I truly am. My most abundant self tips ridiculously well, buys people stuff all the time. Like my highest expression surprises friends with vacations and goes like, okay, me and a girlfriend, you don't have to pay anything. We're going to Maui or something like that's who I am truly. So when I noticed I was holding on and penny pinching and not allowing, that was just it. I wasn't allowing. So I started being super generous and the payments started coming in the new people. And in addition to that, it wasn't just clients. It was other sources of income. Like we're picking up, like I sell things in an Etsy store. I have like my one eleven hoodies and tank tops and like random people buying things. And it was because I just stopped pinching myself off. So the reason I tell you this is that within every repetitive struggle, there is a wrong thought. And that's something that I'm committed to. Like if we work together or whatever, however we come into contact, I'm committed to helping you see, I'm committed to you actually realizing that fully and not just being like, well, yeah, but it sucks or yeah, but cause I did that for so long and your yeah, buts keep you in your yeah, buts, your butt keeps you in your butts. So this is where we need to have repetitive. And I'm serious. Like, I wish I could say like, one trick pony, but this is where we need repetitive input of positive spiritual development and, and, um, 
like messages. We need people around us that believe in this stuff. That's why like podcasts and books and, you know, like mentorship and things like that. We don't just say that people that are mentors generally aren't just saying that so that you'll hire me. It's actually like, no, it's your responsibility to get yourself supported because that is what you need. I am so unattached to if it's me or not. I mean, it's awesome when I get to work with people and we know we're a match, but if that's not what this is about. This is about, you need to continue to reinforce. So some people will read like a page or two of a, of a inspiring book every night before bed. Some people, you know, watch Abraham or, um, listen to Abraham recordings every day or watch different things, right? Whatever it is for you, it could be anything but it's repetitive. We need to repetitively visit our truth. So in addition to people like mentors or, you know, listening to Ram Dass or Wayne Dyer or whatever, in addition to that, we also need to anchor it into our life. So to clear, the reason I'm saying this so much is to clear these blocks, to repattern these belief systems. We need to, first of all, be taking in super high vibe, like people that really believe in this, believe in you, believe in the system, believe in the potential that you resonate with. And you, what this basically does is they believe and that belief bleeds onto you until you grow your own belief. That's really what it's about is you latch on to their faith and belief and their results while you're squeezing your way up there until you believe. And then you may find someone else to latch on to. And that's what I do too. That's why I get mentored. That's why I have a coach because I always need someone that believes a little more than me in me to move me forward. So whether it's whatever material, it doesn't matter, but that's what you need is like, yes, that material, that help, that support, that inspiration that keeps you going forward repetitively. Also though, like I said, we need to ground it into everyday life. And this is where meditation, rituals, silence, breath work, whatever, but grounding a sense of stillness and a sense of source into your everyday life, creating the space creating the space to bring forward new things. Otherwise we're just reacting and reacting and doing the same thing and the same thing over and over. And we're never getting different results, right? So this is where we need the repetitive input because at the bottom of every single struggle, I've stopped fearing people's struggles because I'm like, like it, it sucks when we're stuck, but nothing is not fixable. Nothing. We, there's no, no problem that we can't identify what's going on in there and incrementally or rapidly shift you. There's nothing. I, I don't, I haven't yet to see a struggle that we can't at least soften and help you move past and help you cope with and help you manage and help you get to a way better place. It's all just a belief, a thought inside. I'm not making it sound simple. I'm just saying repetitive, positive influence or help or someone believing in you or believing in the system that goes so far. So beliefs, we got to be a little bit patient. Beliefs take time to soften. It takes repetitive programming. That's it. like anything is repetitive. Learning to ride a bike, learning to walk, learning to write, learning to whatever, right? Everything. When you repetitive, repetitively expose yourself to it, you get better. So belief does take some time to shift. So continue to seek, continue to get help, continue to try new things. In other words, just stay on the path that you've chosen. You're knee deep now, no going back. So that's how we clear 
belief systems is recognize like this pattern of sabotage, this pattern of debt or lack or hopelessness. It's caused by root thoughts that aren't serving me, that aren't real. So some of the questions to ask, I don't mean aren't real. I mean, aren't real, like to source, like aren't truth. So some of the questions to ask is where do I get stuck over and over? Where do I believe I always, or I never, or I am? I am stuck. I am weak. I am untrustworthy. And then is it actually true, right? Is it actually true? This is a good one to ask yourself. Like if you're like, I'm lazy or I, I procrastinate, like, oh, I'm, I always procrastinate. I'm always behind. I'm never doing good enough. Would your spirit team say that's true? snap. (laughs) I love that. Would your spirit team say that you're behind, that you're doing it all wrong and that you're not worthy or unable to do it? So then how can I embody the energy of the opposite? So for me, I was in lack with money. How can I embody the energy of the opposite? That was to be super generous. That's the opposite of what I was feeling, which was like hoardy. Does that make sense? I'm going to check in. Yeah, butts. Yeah. Try to embody her every morning and again throughout the day as needed. I Yeah, I love it. Crazy how quick they pop up. Mm-hmm. Makes me want to listen to John Mayer belief real loud. Do it. <laughs> Crank it. You guys are doing so well. I love this. Okay, so we're almost done, sort of. So the next pillar, which is the second to last one, pillar five, um, is inspired action. So after we start moving through the funky spots, right, we're embodying her, but then we still kind of procrastinate or, you know, my her is like eating kale salads. And then I find myself like binge eating ice cream. It's like, okay, wait, there's a bit of a disconnect. My her enjoys ice cream. Actually, to me, it's more chocolate, but she deserves treats. But what about when we get into unhealthy territory. Like you can tell it's self-sabotage or you can tell that you're doing something bad or unhealthy for yourself, right? Um, then we move through those blocks. We repetitively remind ourselves. This is where the mantras and the, you know, the, the gurus and the podcasts really come in. It's like repetitively reminding yourself to soften those blocks. And then as we do that, out emerges inspired action. And that is pillar number five. So inspired action. Now we're getting to the end of the manifestation, right? Most of manifestation is energetic, but this is where we get physical inspired action. Okay. Action is absolutely essential for manifestation. I used this example on the podcast recently that you can't manifest a Corvette to show up in your garage. You can omit Corvette vibes and abundant sports car vibes, align yourself with an opportunity to get a Corvette. But at some point you need to actually take action, which is like entering the draw or asking for a Corvette loan, or I don't know what you would do to welcome in a Corvette, but you actually have to do something. You don't just meditate a Corvette into your driveway. At some point, action is what is needed to pop it through into your experience. And I want that to kind of like land because for a lot of time I was focusing on just the energetic and I was like, ah, but I've been feeling so good and feeling abundant. Like where, why aren't these things coming? That action piece wasn't 
coming into play. You need to act. You need to do the things she does. And this doesn't mean overactioning. You know, action is a very little part of it, but it is important. So it's not that you got to start hustling. It's not that you have to start doing all the things. But when I'm saying to like reframe a belief, first of all, there's a desire to reframe the belief, but then you actually have to act. You have to meditate. You have to listen to the podcast. Like there's some sort of action to like continue, right? Like you could get counseling and be getting helped, but you have to show up for the counseling. Like action is a very important part. How we act and what we do makes up our experience. So inspired action is when you take action from an inspired place and inspired is in spirit. So instead of control, and worry and desperation, this type of action occurs when we're feeling good, we're in alignment and committed to our healing. All of a sudden, when we connect our desire to the energy of source, which is like, I, so to bring this again back to earth, I really want money and I'm gonna connect to that abundant version of myself and keep reminding myself of my birthright to be abundant and that money is everywhere and that I can have it. That person has a million dollar home and that expensive car exists. There's lots of money around me. We start doing the work to kind of reframe instead of money isn't available. We do that work. And then one day we go, didn't your friend like remind or like mention that job that they had that they might have an opening for? Or a way that you could sell your art and you think of, oh yeah, that new gallery, maybe I should go down there or whatever it is, or remembering someone owes you money or remembering, or for me, it'd be like getting an idea for a program, getting the name of the program, knowing what I'm going to do for my next podcast episode. That doesn't come from force. That comes literally, my podcast episodes come either when I'm exercising, diddling in the garden, or otherwise doing something else. I have a list on my phone of like 146 things, I think now, episode titles, because they come to me out of the blue. It's not when I'm sitting here efforting. So when we connect our desire to the energy of source, so we have something we want and we choose to feel good and we choose to flip these things and stay in the light as much as possible, outcomes ideas. We spontaneously become a match for what we want. Then we get an idea. Then we get a nudge. Then you're at the right place at the right time, right? That is the friend who is lucky. Right place at the right time, right? People say like, what is it? Like you have a horseshoe shoved up your ass. No, I actually think that it's because they just know it. So here's a little example first. Um, This isn't really about action, but it's about this part is that From the time I was young, I've always known I was really healthy. I never, basically never get colds. I never have flus. I've never had anything serious. I've always been very, very, very healthy. But when I was a kid, my mom told me all the time, you are so healthy. You're such a healthy kid. You're so healthy. All these veggies you eat make you so healthy. And when I was young, I just knew I was healthy. And in fact, I had this belief that I couldn't get a cavity. This sounds funny, right? I had this belief that cavities just didn't apply to me. And I did not have a cavity until I was 18 years old. And when I was 18, I stopped focusing on this stuff. I was getting lost in an eating disorder. I was really lost in the dark. As much as I had already learned about law of attraction and was continuing to read like Wayne Dyer, Louise Hay and all that stuff, I still was lost and I was dark. And then I got like three cavities (laughs) in one year when I was 18. I was also eating crap, but it goes hand in hand, right? Everything slips when we start slipping. 
So when you, so back to the inspired action, that was totally not about inspired action, but I just thought it was interesting. It just came to me. Um, when inspiration meets action, this is where you need to act. This is when you feel compelled to act. Like there's been podcast episodes I've recorded at 9 PM when I'm tired because I got to do it now. I'm so excited, right? That's inspired action. There's been other times where I'm like, I need to record a podcast today and I'll try like 10 times to start the episode. It just doesn't work. And then I go, nah, I'm not doing it. I'm not inspired. I can't force that stuff. And that's the same in life. That's the same with getting help. That's the same with what you're going to do in a day and how you're going to manifest the things you have to first connect to source. You have to open up the channel and allow yourself to actually be inspired instead of forcing it forward and controlling it forward and thinking, you know, how it's got to be done, act from inspiration and only act from inspiration. So the sooner you get comfortable with just chilling and being open to inspiration, instead of just like you always figuring out the next step and you desperately act, um, actioning or taking steps or, you know, I've hired people out of like desperation, like here's a coach and you're going to fix me. And it didn't work. Other times I hired somebody and I'm like, I don't have this money. Like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but deep down, I know I have to work with them. That's inspiration. So I'm not saying to like rack up your credit cards. This isn't a money thing. You're responsible for your decisions with money. But I know that there's been times where I act out of desperation and like, how does that work out? Never works out very well for me. And then times I act out of inspiration and it always works out. It always teaches me something. It was always what I needed. So the sooner you get comfortable with just chilling and not acting until you're inspired, until the right mentor, book, song, program, course, whatever comes into your experience, the sooner you'll be able to welcome it in. Because in the time when you're not acting, you're just learning to chill. You're actually in receiving mode. We'll get to that, but you actually are in receiving mode at that point. And you're not crunching it up. You're not forcing it. You're not bunching. So here's the, an amazing thing about that. When you create space in your life, space between things, you invite source into your life. So say you have a goal and you're just trying to go from one thing to the next thing. That was me with business was like, okay, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. That didn't work. Got to do this. Got to do that. I wasn't inviting source in because I was scared. I needed to make money. I wanted to be successful when I learned. And I've talked about this extensively in programs and podcasts. Like when I learned to close my computer and go to the lake or go out and, you know, walk out in my grass or take a bath instead of forcing something forward, that's when things open up. So source is guiding you. And when you sit back and you allow, and you get space in your life, through meditation, rituals, gratitude, stillness, that is when you become inspired in spirit, inspired to do something as if source is going this way, her, that book, this thing, right? That's going to hit you in inspiration. So if you're just trying to madly go from one thing to the next, you're not allowing space for source. So what I want to ask you in that is if you're going one thing to the next, I go, where is source in this? It's like literally having a GPS in your car and turning it off and saying, screw that. I'm going to figure this out. Like if you were going on like, 
<laughs> a, a, a road trip across your country or even to like some restaurant you've never been to and you're like, no, GPS, you think you, you think you're better than me. You think, you think you know something? I don't really trust you. So I'm going to take this into my own hands. Like it's almost that crazy. Inspired action is being inspired to act when someone couldn't make you not do it. And yeah, those, those are going to be less than the other types of action, which are like cram this, do this seven step system, do this now, now, now you're going to get lots of those, but it's an opportunity to go. That doesn't feel right. No. Or yeah, I'm so glad this came across my path. It totally feels right. You know, the difference one is inspiration and one is desperation or forcing. So we have one more pillar to get through. Thank you guys so much for being here. Yes, Shalon. Inspired action is in spirit. Yes, in spirit action. Inspiration is actually in spirit. Yeah. Hi, Angela. No, we still have another pillar and there's a replay. So no worries, my love. You're in the perfect place. People always go like, perfect place. And I'm like, you are. (laughs) Love you. I know that you are. Okay. So that's inspired action. So the questions that you can ask yourself is where am I acting out of desperation? So whether your goal is to like get healthier or make more money, or you have a business or you want to call in love, you want to travel the world, whatever it is, right? Where am I acting out of desperation? Like someone's got to save me. And it's a scary leap to make the, to make the leap into inspiration. Cause we've been taught that everyone else has a system that is better than what you know. Everyone were taught that they know the way to make you lose weight. They know the way to make you make money, but my love, it comes from you, your spirit team, your connection, what feels right. Like without the emotional attachment, would you ever say that 10 people should all like do the same thing to be healthy or be active. Like what if one person loves mountain climbing and one person loves tennis? You'd never be like, no, you should all do the same Pilates class. Like, no different flavors, right? Different things, different inspirations. Someone wants to paint and someone gets anxiety with a blank canvas. Like whatever, man, like it's up to you. It's what feels good for you. So where am I acting at a desperation? Like when I would do diets, it was like, because they know something I don't know and they're going to fix me. But when I made the leap to start asking myself what I wanted and what I thought was best for my body on a micro level, moment by moment, what does my body want now? What does my body want now? It was inspired and that led to me healing an eating disorder and losing 50 pounds and most of all, shedding the feeling of not being okay. The feeling of being messed up, of not being enough, of being a mess. I wasn't inspired. I was forcing my life forward and it led nowhere. Good anxiety, overwhelm, asking or acting out of desperation is only going to bring more desperation. And then also asking yourself, what does inspiration feel like to me? If someone was like, what is this word inspiration? If they were learning English or had never heard of it. And then how does it usually pan out when I listen to my inspiration? Those times when you've had a deep, like you need to do this. 
I remember one time when I went to go see Gabby Bernstein, I had an extra day in Vegas and I heard a voice. I swear, I'm sure it was my spirit guide at the time. I wasn't as familiar with their voices, but I heard a voice go, go to the Grand Canyon. It will change your life. And I heard it and went like, what? The Grand Canyon? I don't know why. Maybe because I'm from a West Coast island in Canada. I didn't realize the Grand Canyon was so close to Vegas. And I rented a car the next day and I was like, F it, I'm going to the Grand Canyon. And a whole bunch of events happened on that trip that did indeed change my life. But that was inspiration. Right before that, I've, I had been going, what am I going to do with my free day? Go to the strip again? Like, meh. Go shopping? I'm like, meh. The strip, I did it. I was alone there. So I did it. I'm like, I'm kind of done. I don't know what I'm going to do. I was trying to figure it out. And then inspiration came forward and said, go to the Grand Canyon. I was like, oh shit, I didn't know the Grand Canyon was so close. This is cool. And, and then it was an epic day that I would never change for anything in the world. So how does it pan out when you listen to inspiration? And then starting to ask yourself, what intuitively is my next step? What has my soul been calling me for? What do I feel is right for me? And I know these are big questions and it feels much safer to rely on other people and to try this and try that and try this, but you're going to end up coming back to your own truth. And I would rather you learn that now than wait till what? You're on your deathbed or you have a crazy diagnosis or some other really insane thing happens and you have to question everything and you finally learn to listen to your own truth that you've been knowing all along. I want that for you now because you can start manifesting something different now. So I'm going to recommend you start chilling a little more and stop actioning so much. If there's something in your life that you've been trying to drive forward, instead tune into spirit, create space, ask yourself, what is my next way? After I had my baby, I was wanting to get back into my natural body. I was feeling lethargic. I'd just been pregnant for a hundred years and you know, all this stuff. And I knew I was never going to touch a diet. I wasn't going to do any kind of plan because that's my thing. It's kind of like an alcoholic knowing they're not going to host their birthday at a bar, you know, or recovering alcoholic. It's like, I knew I couldn't do that. So I went within and I was like, Spirit team, what is the way for me to get into like my healthiest body? Like, I don't just want a little bit, like I want like banging, but to me, my healthiest, like, yeah. And I heard more plants moving consistently, yoga, walks. And it was all so chill. It was like, yeah, of course that's my way. I love plant food. I was vegan forever. Like I love that food. I don't have to be vegan. That's not, but you know what I mean? Walking more. Yeah. Yoga. Yeah, totally. And that was what led me to become way sort of whatever, lose the weight, whatever you want to call it way faster than my other kids. And with no discomfort, with no control, with no tears, with no struggle, because I'm just eating more plants and I'm just moving more and I'm just working out and slowly, but surely, but awesomely, I'm feeling more healthy. I'm feeling more fit. I'm feeling the difference. Nothing was extreme. I was inspired the whole way. Okay. Last pillar. Thank you guys so much for sticking in here with me. You've done so well. This is so awesome. Love to hear your takeaways. Thank you for commenting. Okay. Last pillar. 
Now we're talking about receiving. And then I'm going to do like a recap to show you exactly step by step how you go from 3D or 5D to 3D and yeah, with specific things. So receiving energy. So this is the fun part, receiving energy. This is where you sit back and receive. So receiving daily is what I like to talk about, like a constant receiving energy, not just like when the check's ready to pop through, I'll be in receptive mode for 20 minutes and then back to like, that just doesn't work. We have to learn openness. We have to learn receptivity. So allowing things to come into your life instead of micromanaging everything is a life-changing shift for a lot of people, right? And we've been talking about that. All of these kind of back on each other and kind of like, it's like the rainbow, right? There's no actual like red, orange. It's like this continuum where they all blend into each other. So it may sound surprising, but most of our problems actually come from not being able to receive your guides, your angels, your loved ones, the universe as a whole knows what you want, knows what's in your highest good, knows what's in your highest plan more than you do, by the way. (laughs) And they're trying to, the word is just plop. I don't know why they're trying to plop what you want into your experience. Such a dainty angelic word plop. They want to bring it to you in the most unexpected, delightful, pinch me, surprising, hallelujah ways. Like I'm serious. They love, just like you love, like bringing someone a gift and they go, ah, or an unexpected present or going above and beyond and how good that feels when you unexpectedly drop something off at someone's house or you unexpectedly show up, you know, good that feels to just surprise them. And you're all filled with glee over to, you know, to their house, knowing that you're about to surprise them or a surprise party. That's what source feels times a million. It wants to bring it to you with one, one, ones attached and butterflies everywhere and signs and signals. But if you're not in receiving mode, you can't receive it. I've used the example of the radio dial many times, right? If you're looking for 93.5, but you're over in 91.2, no matter how much you diddle around, you're not going to find it because you're not in the same frequency. So you're asking and asking and asking, but usually it's the blocks and the beliefs that are getting in the way and you're never making it to the intuitive action, the inspired action or the receiving. So open up and receive the miracles. Source works through people. Source works through media, works through random things, songs that come on the radio that are like, you're doing a good job, you're enough. And you're like, that's weird. That's what I'm struggling with. That's what it is, right? Like source works through all the things. But if we hear that and go like, that's weird, oh, whatever. We're not open to it, right? When you're open, things align. You're seeing signs, you're feeling good. You're noticing more energy. Things are clicking. But when we slip out of that, usually because of the beliefs and the doom and gloom cycle, we're not opening up to it. So you can sense your receiving energy. I've talked about this before. You can sense where your receiving energy is at by looking at how you receive things. And I like to look at how do you receive support from people? There's a million things I could say and ask you about how you receive this and how you receive that. But how do you receive support from people? If you're going through a time and people say, if you need anything, let me know, or do you want me to drop off some food or what do you need? What can I do for you? How good are you at taking them up on their help? 
because how you receive support in one way is how you receive support in all ways. So when the universe is trying to support you and you're going, no, that's not how I wanted it to look. That's not how I wanted it to come. I can't tell you how many times people are trying to manifest money and they think it's going to come from their business. They think it's going to be that promotion and then they don't get the promotion and they're like, what? But then they get, you know, unexpected rebate check or inheritance that has taken five years to come through. And all of a sudden it comes through or someone that lent them money and they forgot about it. And here's your hundred bucks back. And it's like, whoa, what? I thought it was going to come over here. It's like, yeah, stop what you think. It's trying to bring it to you in easier, more fulfilling, unexpected, exciting ways. And we got to open up to it. Look at everything like a miracle. Look at every person. Like how are they an active source as well? Fulfilling all these miracles. Like I could go way off, but we need to be open and receptive. Sometimes the thing we need to know or hear to move forward comes from a neighbor peering over our fence and they're all, Hey, and if you're like, ah, Dave, get on, get away. It may be the conversation you needed that made you think and made you open up and made you whatever, right? Recently, I've been going through a lot of healing with my mom and I've talked about this. It's been many layers and recently I've opened up into like, I am ready. My soul has got bigger stuff to do. I am sick of this. As much as I've moved forward, it's not completely healed and I'm ready to deal with it. I'm ready to be there. And I was also simultaneously led to read a book, but it was completely not, it's not like heal your mom 101. It was a totally different book about something totally different. And in it, I'm reading about this person who forgave their parent, who abused them, who gave them up for adoption, who was an alcoholic, who traumatized them. And this person was able to forgive. It's a true story. It's not a fiction. And that touched me in a way that I went, If they can forgive, I can forgive. So there's these little things that I didn't know that some healing would come from that book, but I was led to read the book. I was inspired to read the book. I did it. I kept being nudged, read the book. Like one night I'm like to my husband, like you watch a movie, I'm going up to read a book. I'm like, you got kids fend for yourself. I'm reading a book. Like I was so obsessed with this book. And there's this little part in it that helped me in my relationship with my mom. But I didn't know that. I thought it's probably going to come from talking to my coach about it or having some sort of healing conversation or my own spontaneous meltdown that releases all the years of anguish. But Source brought it to me in a completely different way. Brought me a piece of the puzzle through a random book I was reading. So we need to be open. We need to be open to receiving because we don't know how it's coming. So who are you to judge how it's coming? Who are you to pinch yourself off? That's why we need to remain in inspired action and notice what you're inspired to do. You might be inspired to go for a walk. You connect with someone or you meet your soulmate or you have an epiphany or the book title comes, right? But instead you're going like, I can't go for a walk. I have stuff to do or whatever. I can't put myself first. So be open. This is receiving energy. So my best advice, and the last thing I'm going to say about receiving, my best advice is to just be open, be open to how the manifestation will come to you. Be open to how the money, how the miraculous healing is going to come. It may not be the way you think. So be attached to nothing, no one way, no one thing. And just really get that the universe is unlimited 
and it's always filled with surprises. Imagine how big the universe's sleeve and how many tricks it's got up there. We simply can't see them. So you need to just act when you're inspired and open up. I'm going to read the book and I'm going to open up to whatever it is for me. I'm going to hire the coach. I'm going to open up to what this is here, even though I'm scared to invest. Whatever it is, right? I'm going to listen to this podcast that I've never listened to and I don't even know, but there must be something in it for me because I'm really drawn to listen to this random episode. So I'm just going to open up to what's there for me. Maybe a conversation with someone. Maybe it's even someone you don't like. You don't like being around. I'm just going to be open to what they're here to teach me to a conversation we might have, to maybe open to less judgment, whatever it is, right? We need to be open to receive your way. So that is the process of manifestation. I would encourage you now to put any questions that you have in the chat. I'm going to do a recap and then I'm going to go. So first of all, right? Understanding law of attraction, understanding that like attracts like. What you put out is 100% of the time what is being brought back to you. So it's time to put out vibes of, I am getting healthier. I am finding my way. I'm becoming more abundant. I can feel abundance. Abundance is coming to me. My soulmate is on the way. I am successful. Or I can't wait to have that huge business that impacts people all over the world. Be careful of what you're putting out. Instead of, I'm alone. I'm broke. I'm fat. You may feel like it's true, but it's only going to bring you more of the same. The second pillar is launching desires, realizing that everything you put out is cast as an order to the universe, just like ordering a chicken burger. (laughs) Everything, every time you say, I'm broke, why am I always broke? I'm just kidding, by the way, it's for example. But you know, you say that and the universe is like, okay, one broke coming up. Like that is as simple as it is. And it sucks and it's hard. But when you take responsibility for that and you start pivoting, it opens up. So the next pillar, pillar number three is quantum alignment, aligning with the best possible outcome for yourself. When I sat here before I came live, I took a minute, and this is one way that this can work on a small level, like on a micro level. I took a minute to embody the version of me that was finishing up this live, feeling amazing, feeling like I helped people, like I connected, like I just let it happen. And I was just, it just panned out so amazing. So I I went to her and I'm like, Oh, yeah, it feels so good. People are all like, yeah, in their houses and, and woo, and people tuning into the replay and high-fiving themselves. And it was, it was all the good vibes. And then I come on going, hi everyone. Welcome to manifestation school. And you can feel something about me. The outcome of this live is one of success because I made it that way. There are hundreds of lives or whatever lot we're at the, at the beginning where I came on going like, oh, I hope someone tunes in and then I hope that it resonates and I hope that I don't look weird and I hope I don't have something in my teeth and I hope that my hair is not frizzy and I hope, and then I come on going, hi guys. <laughs> that was the whole Talia Wright Nutrition Consulting. It's <laughs> like, hi, I'm going to teach you about some things and I hope that it resonates. And if not, that's totally cool, right? And then I get off going, oh, how many people watched it? I hope that, you know. Obviously you can feel the difference. So quantum alignment is alignment with the best possible outcome. The you that just is getting healthier, the you that has uncovered the next step. Align with that version of yourself. The next pillar, pillar number four, belief systems and clearing blocks, right? So as we start aligning the funky stuff, this is where I say the shit starts coming up. The belief systems start being challenged. You fall into the old patterns and you got to realize, right? 
got to realize that at the, the bottom of every struggle is one wrong thought, one wrong belief, a time when you believed that you couldn't do it, a time that you believed that you fail, that you're not where you should be, that you're behind by now. And it's continued to create a cycle. So it's time to do something different, right? Which is clearing these beliefs. And as I mentioned in that pillar, it comes down to repetitive reprogramming. I wish there was a different way to do it. When I do energy sessions with people, chakra clearing particularly, a huge shift can happen in a phone call. It can happen in a Zoom, can change someone's life literally. But even after that, they have to maintain it. They have to maintain that, oh yeah, the energy of the person who is healed, the energy of the person that has a breakthrough. So even in these quantum shifts with energy work or this thing you find out or this realization you had, even with that, there's maintenance. You don't get a car and just ride it out till the end. Unless if you did, it would like end very quickly. You got to keep putting oil in. You got to keep putting gas in and windshield washer fluid. (laughs) You got to keep that stuff up. It's just like our body. We don't eat once and we're good. We got to repetitively continue to nourish ourselves. And this is the belief flipping. That's repetitively. Instead of flipping all the beliefs that are wrong, I like to just reach for inspiration. I get obsessed with surrounding myself with like-minded people. As I mentioned in this pillar, I kind of went off. People who believe in me a little bit more than I do. That's the key. I swear that's the key. So whether it's direct mentorship or something like the Awakening Space membership, or it's like I say, the podcast, the books, when you're in enthralled in someone's belief and you're like, man, they believe it, that rubs off on you. So really choose your Instagram accounts and the podcasts and the articles and the Facebook pages that you look at and you let into your life and make sure that they're all if possible, people who believe something bigger than you that you can be like, that is so inspiring and spend less time on the ones that aren't. There's an Instagram account called Lively Liz, I think, and she's a curvy lady. She's lost, I think, like a hundred or so pounds. And so she's got extra skin and whatever. And she always posts her belly and rolls and stretch marks. And at first I was like, whoa, I was kind of triggered by it. Like, wow, she's so brave. And then I realized it was like, I'm not that brave. And the more I see her account and the more I see her account, I notice that I'm a little bit more comfortable with my own rolls and my own stretch marks and my own softness. And I can be fit and healthy and also have the evidence of children and weight loss and gain. And like, I'm cool with that, but she inspires the hell out of me and brings me forward in that way. Because every day I see her stuff and she's rocking it. She's rocking it. And that makes me more confident in my body. So it can be as simple as that, but make sure the people that you're engaging with mentors, books, podcasts, whatever, make sure that they are someone that you would trade places with for an hour, for a day, right? Those people that you're like, I would not trade places with you for anything in the world. Why don't you hide their posts for a while? Don't go to that podcast. Don't go to that book. If it doesn't inspire you to reach into new territories, it's not helping you clear your beliefs. It's not helping you clear your blocks. The next one is inspired action right? Acting from an inspired place. So as you clear that stuff, as you keep moving forward, you are inspired to act and there's no other way to put it besides it just feels good. You don't know why you got to do it, but you need to, you don't know why that book fell off the shelf or why you need to go on this trip, but you just got to do it. 
So acting on inspiration. And then the last pillar is receiving, really looking at how you receive compliments, how you receive support, how open and available you are. Or are you pinched off thinking it has to be one way, forcing it forward, trying to fit it all in, trying to make it happen. So those are the six pillars of manifestation. That is day one. Day two, we're diving huge into the quantum. So I cannot wait for tomorrow. Can you imagine an entire hour about that? Yeah. Hide the people's accounts is such a good tool because there's people that like, I love, but I can't do it anymore. Right? Yes. I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. So before I go, tomorrow is the quantum quantum secrets, timeline exploration, which is something I've, I've only ever done. I think in one group program container, I believe it's new. It's juicy. You're going to love it. We're going to get into the quantum. We're going to dive deeper into that, what it means to manifest from the quantum. And then day three, which is Thursday is all about four secrets for old souls. So if you feel like you are an old soul, do you feel like you've been around, like you're here for big things, like you're about depth, not shallow. You're here about connection, not isolation. If you feel like you're just here for something big, like you're really committed to or, or interested in spirituality and higher consciousness, those are all evidence that you're an old soul. Young souls, they're not into that right now. They're onto different things, accumulating and what's in it for me and the people that are about the bigger things that are into spirit guides, you just are an old soul. So it's going to really help to open up manifestation for those of you that resonate with that, because there are some things that I was doing wrong. And when I realized that it's different for us, it really helped to click some things into place. So I love that you are here. If you got a lot out of this, I would love if you share the video, that would be super awesome. If it feels like it resonates with you also, I'm going to invite you to join me in the awakening space. If you want to dive deep into this stuff, it's the membership community trainings, moon circles, guests, so many, so much love, so much awesomeness. I can't wait to see you in there. Um, stay tuned. If you signed up for this uh, challenge and you got the emails about it and all of that, you will be getting a workbook shortly sent to your inbox. So I love you so much. Thank you for joining me today. I can't wait to hear your takeaways. Make sure to let me know. I'll be checking the comments. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. I will see you tomorrow for in the quantum. Love you lots. Bye guys.